Team Awesome is back. Thank you, Varian. It's once again time for Tangle Talk with Team Awesome. Uh, welcome back. Today we're going to have a very special guest speaker. We've got Beth of Have You Heard of That Hair Show. Today we're covering the epic Rapunzeltopia and Lost and Found. Like, I absolutely, I'm losing my mind over these episodes, guys. All of us are. And you hear that? <laughs> what you got there, Ellie? Rich crackers. <laughs> Why are you eating rich crackers, Ellie? Because Ricky told me to. <laughs> to keep my sanity. So you're sticking with that for the whole week, huh? Yeah, I've been locked in my room since yesterday. Wrapped in bubble wrap, drinking water, and eating my Ritz crackers. All right, then. I guess take care of yourself. Haha, <laughs> thanks for joining us for Tangle Talk anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, um, so Beth. Uh, you are, have you heard of that hair show? So go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your newest endeavor of supporting Character Appreciation Month and hit it. All right. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm Beth. I run Have You Heard of That Hair Show, but you can just call me Beth because it's shorter and my name. <laughs> um, I. <laughs> You don't have to pity laugh. That wasn't funny. That's <laughs> well, good. I have, I but, have like a really lowbrow sense of humor. You're fine. Go. All right. Well, I mean, you've probably seen me around. I shout a random stuff all over the internet. Well, at least in our little corner of it. Most recently, I've been posting everywhere about supporting Character Appreciation Month. Anybody who's been around for since September probably saw me do Ariana Appreciation Month back then. This is kind of the same thing, just to kind of get support and appreciation for the characters who don't generally get to be in the spotlight. It's not going quite as well, but also, when I did Ariana's, we were on hiatus and thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. We were right on now, hiatus and Right now, we have so much more to talk about. That we're it's getting like... so many plot-heavy episodes. It's like... Yeah, so it's like, I, I get people are a little distracted. <laughs> I honestly appreciate that each of the themes lasts a week because that gives yeah. people time to do something mm -hmm. like yeah. i think i wrote and my lance drabble on like the third or fourth day and i'm like oh yeah. I actually I, now. I haven't done anything for this week yet <laughs> and it's been and we're two days in <laughs> i did one thing for the entire last week because i was sick but yeah i wanted to make sure everybody had their time we're in uh family week right now Ooh, yeah so that's just the general concept of what, like, family. Like, what is their idea of what a family is? Who do you think their family is? Do you have any OCs that is that you made up to be their family? I want to hear about them. Yes. I'm going to recycle my drabble from last week and retitle it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I think I'll, I mean, I want to participate, but we, you all know what I would add to family week. <laughs> you all know what I would add, add to it. family week. Add it. Just this is artistic thing. freedom. You have free reign. True, <laughs> go fly. You're like, is this, is this a fan fiction or is it a prediction? We'll <laughs> never know until next week. It could be <laughs> oh both. My oh my god, we're gonna know. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, I gotta get the Ritz crackers. Oh god. <laughs> you just, you just hug that box. Just hug <laughs> that box, Ritz. <laughs> So another interesting thing that you had thrown at us a couple weeks ago, which I know that Kelsey and I really, really appreciated, and Ellie liked it too, but the whole Zontiri Eugene and Disciple Rapunzel yeah. AU thing. Like, I love it. Yes. My heart and soul. That, yes. uh, my my quote-unquote claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, 
anybody who looks at my art will notice I kind of I'm kind of crazy for AU's. And I'll just do, like, the wild ones where, like, Rapunzel's a weird green ghost lady and Eugene's a demon with spikes on his back. And he's got legs made of smoke. Um, It kind of just spawned out of, well, it's clearly defunct now. But um, (laughs) it spawned out of the idea. It's like, why why does Demanitus seem to, well, because it was around the time we found out about Vigor and Demanitus. It's like, why does he seem to just dislike Eugene Mm -hmm. sometimes? Now we know that's not the case, but at the time I was just like, why is he so angry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, well, it must be because he recognizes something that he doesn't like in Eugene, which I guess he technically did. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get into that. But <laughs> but yeah, it just kind of spawned out of that. And I was like, yes, I get to draw an evil version of Eugene. Oh, oh my God, I so to go Eugene. with my evil hey, version of Rapunzel. Okay, but, honestly, though, I gotta say, um, the fandom is not such turmoil right now but like honestly if you got a favorite character love all their facets like because yeah. like i know that those of us in this chat room love the idea of evil eugene but we also all love eugene mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so we're like you know so enjoy that this might be the case you might have fun with it you never know mm-hmm. so yeah. i'm like I, mean, if I, I drew that i drew that before we even got evil eugene in the show yeah yeah now we've, we've got, like, like, two versions of him. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So it's, just like, it's just like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I have options. <laughs> I'm going directly into that. Um, yeah, so I have to say that these two episodes, this is some of the most fun I've had with this series in a long mm-hmm. time. And I know that at least part of it is because we had zero spoilers. And so, like, well, I mean, except well, for the descriptions. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the one spoiler, but um, but I mean, we it wasn't like I'd been dodging spoilers for weeks on end, and I know that part of the other stuff was whether or not I had spoilers for the other episodes. I had been dodging spoilers for mm. the other episodes, and that's stressful, man. Dodging spoilers is so stressful, as everybody who's been doing it knows. Um, so this time it was really refreshing to once again be getting it pure without having i mean i didn't have this taint of being frustrated at tangled you know just mm-hmm. for having all these spoilers everywhere so i mean i really enjoyed it for that all by itself like that's why i started mm-hmm. out so excited for these but then they turned out to be some of the best damn episodes of the oh season my God. they were so like, good i would almost say they're some of the best episodes in the show completely yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not wrong you're not wrong they really are i mean people have, have asked me i haven't gotten questioned in a while but people have asked me you know what is your favorite episode from season one versus your favorite episode from season two. And I'm like, you can't really compare season one and season two. They're mm-hmm. nothing alike. You yeah, know? totally different animals. Completely different stories that we're getting, even though it's the same characters as a continuation of the same thing. It, they don't feel the same at all. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I can't make that comparison really. And I don't think even now as we approach the end of season two, I'm like, still can't make that comparison, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, so yeah, that's my point in that. So going into Rapunzeltopia, so this was directed by Tom Caulfield, yay. Written by Ricky Roxburgh, yay. yay. <laughs> Storyboards by Caitlin Ritter, yay. Justin Gordon Montgomery, yay. Yontan Paul, yay. And Giovanni Cardenas, yay. You guys knocked it out of the park. Dream Ritter, team. everybody. <laughs> that episode was way more than like I could have possibly dreamed. And I think that the very best part might have been when we got the sneak peek screen cap right before the episode yep. came out and we're all like what 
<laughs> right? Everyone's crossing out their bingo boards. They're like, we were wrong. We were all wrong. <laughs> Neil was right. I know, right? <laughs> Damn it, Neil. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I, I also really loved uh, a couple days before this episode came out on Twitter, they released like who did the who directed it, who mm-hmm. wrote it, who did the storyboards. And I was like, oh, great. We're screwed. <laughs> Kate and Ricky and Tom, we're all going to die. Yeah. Yeah. They're the dream team of pain. <sighs> Three favorite people working on the show. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to love this episode. I already know it. <laughs> so it was already amazing. So the episode starts out. And right away, we know something's very wrong because we start back in Corona. Um, I love the way that they framed it that Rapunzel starts with the blanket on her head. So it's mm-hmm. like, even though we can see the brown kind of peeking out, they did kind of hide it also. Mm-hmm. So she has short brown hair again, and we get to see her in her nightgown again. And this is the first appearance of her in her nightgown with short hair. So that was kind of great. Yeah. <laughs> I also kind of like that they've kind of framed it in a way where you almost think you're watching a season one episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For like 30 seconds. Yeah, you're like, wait, what? What's going you're on? Like, like, are they airing these out of order? Like, what's going <laughs> on? Don't remember what's going on. Yes. Um, also, we know that something is very off because Eugene and Cassandra are like getting along, like actually being chummy. They're not doing their sibling, you know, bicker thing. They're actually being friendly to- towards one another, and that's like not them and mm-hmm. really weird. That's like you know, that's like it not in the mood when the potion took effect on Eugene and he called Cassandra Cassandra, and my brain <laughs> went what? Uh. <laughs> So, yeah, there are certain things that cause my brain to record scratch, and that was one of them. <laughs> um, it seems like everything has hap- that happened in all of season two was all a dream. And that Rapunzel is about to be coronated, but she retains her memories of everything that's happened. It happened and um, Eugene and Cass instantly discredit that any of this has ever happened. She must be dreaming, you know, she, it must be a really vivid dream if she remembers it that clearly. I knew it wasn't the real Eugene. I knew this had to be a figment of Rapunzel's imagination, but I wanted to punch him so hard Mm -hmm. when he was like, looks like someone's been stuck in a tower too long. I was like, you shut your mouth. (laughs) That made me so mad. I was like, ooh, you're lucky you're not real. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, right? You're going to throw hands, boy. (laughs) So, um... Frederick comes in and, you know, we haven't seen him in a long time and he's being much more pleasant this time around than he was in season one. Mm-hmm. And honestly, yeah, Eugene and his pops up high and they get like a high five. <laughs> that was like adorable. So like, cute. what the heck? That means like Eugene actually considers Rapunzel's parents his parents now. Mm-hmm. And so that's adorable, <laughs> you know? Not for much longer. <laughs> 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 but um yeah happy old lady crowley is very wrong very very oh that was oh. oh i was uncomfortable that's yeah. even more wrong than cassandra and eugene getting along that was just like what <laughs> Rapunzel, what is in your head girl she's ready to party <laughs> <laughs> you know honestly every now and then i look at lines that voice actors deliver and that is her only line in the entire episode and i'm like Pat Carroll must have had a blast mm-hmm. recording that one line. She had one line and she owned it. Yes. <laughs> that was amazing. So Rapunzel heads out into the hall and Friedborg and Big Nose are holding hands. I guess Matthew ships it. <laughs> I guess he's so like, oh, let's put them together and them together. Either that or he found somewhere in Rapunzel's mind that she ships it and he's just like, <laughs> okay. <You> know, <laughs> if this idea. is what you want. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Because, like, you've got to remember that, like, Big Nose is like 
he has a different girlfriend every time he talks about having a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And then on All Hearts Day, Rapunzel held the It's Okay to Not Be Dating Anybody picnic, and Friedborg was there. Mm -hmm. So she's like, well, clearly Friedborg needs a boyfriend, (laughs) and clearly Big Nose needs a girlfriend. (laughs) One that will last. (laughs) Yeah, no, I like that idea a lot, that, that... Matthew's found it in her head and went, all right, whatever you say, kid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, clearly he was, like, working with, like, whatever things that she would subconsciously prefer. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So, hi, Stan and Pete. A very competent Stan and Pete, no less, because they have locked up all of the criminals and they say that they couldn't just so that they couldn't disrupt the coronation on our watch quote unquote and rapunzel looks very concerned like you get the impression that she's like that's not right you know (laughs) yeah is it mean to say that is it mean to say that only in her dream can stan and pete do their jobs (laughs) (laughs) if you think about it it's the entire guard i love them but they're incompetent like i know that's I love that because she was just like, wait a minute, they're doing their jobs? (laughs) I'm so confused. They're not terrible? But I mean, and honestly, I still, I need to go through the entire series and like, or the movie and series and count the number of jailbreaks that has been in this movie and series. And Mm -hmm. I will count a group jailbreak as one jailbreak Mm -hmm. because like both in Tangled Before Ever After and in Peril on the High Seas, you had group jailbreaks. But I'm like, I still, I got to see how many times the Corona guards have failed. While we were watching. I mean, just while we were watching. You know? <laughs> I'll make it a drinking game. Yes. Don't need, no wonder they need EG. It comes with a Surgeon General's warning. <laughs> so, over judging a pudding contest and saying best day ever was really adorable. Like, Yeah, he hasn't been that endearing since um, the guys' the- night out that they had. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, guys. Okay, I will give you that. That the campout was was he was pretty endearing during the campout, but I mean he was also on. You know he's a little bit endearing and in, in like Flynn. You know, especially towards oh, the yeah. end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Towards the end, he gets endearing. But like, no, this is this is a very endearing Frederick. So yeah, that's great. Um, so as Rapunzel's looking out her window, she sees this mysterious figure who promptly disappears in a way that causes the world around her to glitch. So this now must be Rapunzel into the Tangled Verse or something, because <laughs> things are glitching out now. Personally, Rapunzel. I know, right? <laughs> Honestly, I like, my impression of glitching was always that it looked like shattering glass, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. reminiscent yeah. of the mirror in the tower. So I was like, nice callback, you know, it's just this quiet little things aren't right, therefore the glass is shattering, and mm-hmm. I love that. Um... So we find out that we have two Rapunzels. And, you know, all of us crazy fangirls are like, if Eugenia was here, he'd be very, very happy. Be so <laughs> He's like, happy. I've had this dream before. <laughs> <laughs> little, does, little does Rapunzel know she's not in her own dream anymore. <laughs> not in Eugene's dream. Um, so we get a ton of movie callbacks in the course of the series. But this was the first trailer ever callback to something that never actually happened mm-hmm. in the movie. And that was actually kind of amazing. And it's I funny. was so pleased. <laughs> Same. <laughs> it, it's really funny because it's like, while, while the first trailer did not make me want to see the movie, I was utterly delighted to see this callback. Mm-hmm. Like, and you want, like, the callback kings. Tom and Ricky are the callback kings. Yes. Like, and put it together on a project like look at peril in the high seas this is when you get all the great callbacks is when ricky and tom work together because mm-hmm. they're both like oh, okay time to time to source the, the reference material mm-hmm. so, so like the, the fans want material. nostalgia we'll give them nostalgia mm-hmm. so rapunzel fighting rapunzel's hair was absolutely great um 
it was and it was just it was so delightful. I mean, like she had a lot of the same little like squeaky reactions, you know, and and it was adorable. And then like, not only was Rapunzel hold, holding the sword again, but it was Re- brunette Rapunzel holding the sword. And oh I cannot God. emphasize, mm. I can't cannot emphasize enough how much I love brunette Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it's having so good to see her again. Plus, I missed her so much. It is not like she's a different person, but having her in this episode allowed her to do things that she's not been allowed to do as a brunette so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it was really awesome. I super, super love you for that. So Blondie tells Brunette after they've, you know, settled down and gotten over there, you know, thinking exactly like each other thing and talking exactly like each other thing up to best day. haha. You thought I was going to say ever, but I didn't say it. I mean, that was adorable. That, that adorable. was so cute. <laughs> adorable. So Blondie tells Brunette that this is all a dream and that it's a figment of her imagination and that she's still trapped in the house of yesterday's tomorrow. But... Brunette doesn't believe her and wants to stay. And Blondie informs her that if she stays in this dream, she will be trapped in the house forever. Um, back in reality, the gang minus Shorty is trying to find Rapunzel. And um, Cassandra decides that it would be best if they split up. Um, as, as she as she does this, though, she, she calls out. Um, she, she has now nicknamed our dear boys Cheekbones and Sandwiches, which is like... <laughs> I didn't know. She, I thought she didn't like Adira, you know, but dang, them some cute nicknames. Like, maybe I, she just, maybe she's just like, no, they're not keeping Adira's nicknames. I'm making them new ones. <laughs> she can't give them names. Only I can give them names. I love it, though. But just, I mean, the fact that she thought to do that in the first place was like, that was out of nowhere and also adorable. Yeah. Um, so she finds this door that opens on its own and it, calls her name and it sounds like a child's voice mm-hmm. and beckons her inside and I don't know why Cassandra has not learned that you don't just walk into random rooms in this house but she hasn't learned that apparently because she walks into the random room <laughs> also maybe just don't walk into random rooms that call out your name in general maybe. Like, un- unless she was like instantly hypnotized as mm. soon as that door opened it's true it could be but um but Owl went with her and that's I- it feels significant that Owl went with her like mm-hmm. I don't know why. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out that Owl is like this amazing trooper who like helped fight. But um... he's also a sorcerer. <laughs> you know, he's... stranger things have happened in this series. Yep. <laughs> he's on Fury. <laughs> oh my god. Owl's on Fury. Owl's on Fury. Oh my god. <laughs> so Lance and Eugene find the door with the Zontiri's crest from the last episode. And they see the shadow under the door, but they find it locked. So Lance suggests they just pick the lock and he starts suggesting lock picking techniques because I don't know, I guess he really likes going into like, here's the laundry list of things we used to do. Um, <laughs> but Eugene just kicks the freaking door down. Like, it reminded me very much, that was another like um, Tangled Before or After callback when he just mm-hmm. kicks the door down when he knows Rapunzel's in trouble and the door is locked, he kicks it down. Ooh, and I'm just I like, Eugene, come on, boy. <laughs> he is not here to waste his time. Mm-mm. He's not. And father, He's but, like, ah, less suitable, but, but efficient. Less subtle, but efficient. <laughs> like, you are adorable. Like, every time you open your mouth, you're adorable. Yes. So Eugene's they find just like, my woman might be in trouble. Time to kick down a freaking door. <laughs> Someone's like, that one wasn't even locked. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Eugene, you're so dramatic. (laughs) Kick the door down and the room is covered in vines because Zantiri likes plants. Like, (laughs) Listen, he's just going to show up. He's going to be wearing like a 
fishing hat and he's just gonna have like we wearing rubber gloves with a freaking plastic pail like i'm just here to garden and water my tulips <laughs> do not walk on my grass or i will kill you <laughs> oh my god so Rapunzel's laying on this stone slab and she's being slowly encased in the vines. And Matthew's there in his fantastic new outfit where he's got this headdress and like this cloak and like oh, I love it. His and, hair like, is so long and gorgeous. Like, he's like, so long and gorgeous. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's not quote unquote hot. He's not. He no, is he's pr- not. he is pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love the man like dude i love matthews i, I do, do. it took no time at all for them to make me love that man i'm just yeah. like well he is crazy. voiced by gavin creel and we have been wishing for him for two that's years. so <laughs> you that's have to be true. a little biased might be a little biased that's absolutely true but that was fan freaking tastic um and also i love that that's sort of like a glow up from like sugar bee who like started out as little old lady and then turned into like demon monster thing and mm-hmm. he starts out as charming dude and then turns into charming wizard dude and I'm like mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. got it you're clearly a bigger showman than she is so yeah. and like clearly more powerful than she is mm-hmm. like well he's Woof. been around longer I mean <laughs> who knows <laughs> but um he re- reveals him- himself to be a disciple of Zontiri and he ties the guys up against the wall with vines um and calls Rapunzel Lemonhead which was like <laughs> oh my god that was like such a what what the hell I can't I mean I honestly I love that anybody whenever anybody throws insults at Rapunzel in any way shape or form I'm like yes you don't have to treat your princesses with kid gloves go ahead and do that that's Mm -hmm. amazing (laughs) it's so great um so both Eugene and Lance like growl Matthew's name and I'm like guys could you like be a little less hot we're trying to watch the show Like, that was really, really awesome. Also, like, I never doubt Lance's loyalty to and appreciation of Rapunzel. Like, because his very first episode, he shows that he will change for Rapunzel, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, Mm -hmm. but every time he shows it, I just think it's the most endearing thing ever. Mm Because those two, like, they have this, this fantastic potential to be really great friends and they don't capitalize on it in the show, but you know it's there. Mm -hmm. And every now and then it pops up and that's just amazing i love it so matthews explains that if her puzzle stays in the dream world he explains to them because now that she already knows it if she explains in the dream world her sun drop powers are going to belong to zontiri and like the thing i love about that is like that's that thing that you and i have been speculating on for like a thousand years beth like ever since mm-hmm. the comics i'm like okay even though the comics are not like canon canon like there's still clearly something about zontiri mm-hmm. like wants her mm-hmm. and so I love how that little observation is like no longer theory, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Straight up that's what the dude wants. Like in this fantasy. Yeah. Don't one hundred percent know why, though we're getting a pretty good inkling at this point. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that's that's fantastic. They're like, Don't let this happen and then we're like you could let it happen a little bit yeah. if you wanted. Well, I mean, <laughs> we got a coming coming with the next episode. We have a pretty darn good idea why he wants her under his control. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> like um, so, I would say, without a shadow of a doubt, we know why at this point. Well, <laughs> yeah, I just mean like we have not technically, technically, we have not gotten been told in as many ter- words why he wants her yeah. but like we know he has no given has... us his evil monologue quite he yet has yes not. he has not um he better though like he right? better be showing it man 
Like, seriously. So, to escape Dream Corona, Rapunzel has to grab the Black Rocks and regain her hair. But if she decides to go through with the coronation instead, she will officially give herself over to the will of Zontiri. So, um, she's been told this by Blondie Rapunzel, and Matthews is like, you know, she's starting to fight this, so I'm going to enter her dream myself. Which lets you know that at this point it was a construct, but he wasn't actually in there controlling things. Mm -hmm. So, I think that actually at the beginning with the whole stuff with, like, big nose and 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 all that stuff and her dad being like that i think that was just her own subconscious giving her what she wanted mm -hmm. because at this point matthew shows up and starts taking deliberate control because he poofs in as eugene hmm. and he convinces rapunzel to spend some time away from the castle so we get to see a shortened guardless version of the first five minutes of tango before ever after which was like kind of amazing like mm -hmm. it was Neat to have that nice little callback there and just have things happen exactly as she remembers it. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, refreshing. Like, if they still do that thing, mm -hmm. they still do their stuff. And as, you know, they leave to go on their ride, he kisses her forehead, which is adorable. And as they're riding, she, like, leans over and fixes his little lock of hair. That was just... disgusting. <laughs> it looked like he was, like, leaning in for a kiss he and then was. he fixed his hair. And then he's, he rides off and he's just like, excuse me. <laughs> I mean, it would have been great if he had kissed her, but at the same time, in hindsight, I think we all would have been like, Matthew! Forehead kiss bad enough. But, He's yeah. an actor. Yeah. He's a thespian. <laughs> he is a thespian. You know, maybe like the mirror Eugene was taking lessons from Matthews on how to be Eugene. I mean, right. Maybe that's how he figured out how to be Eugene. That like, could be. He's sitting there watching, taking notes, like, uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> okay. So he's very vain. <laughs> <laughs> but he loves Rapunzel, so he should let her fix his hair. Got mm -hmm. it. Mm. So unlike last time, when they get to the top of the wall, the land outside of Corona is dismal and barren. I mean, it's just like death and decay and like nothing that Rapunzel would want to go see. So the dream is deliberately guiding her to stay in the dream because there's nothing for you out there. Um, Blondie reappears on the wall beside Brunette Rapunzel and pleads with her to snap out of it. She explains that even though it's a tough choice, she has to make it. But Brunette can't understand why she would, would want to leave this perfect corona. And one of the things I love here is you start getting the word choice. Mm -hmm. Because in Painter's Block, it was all about difficult decisions are hard to make. Difficult choices are hard to make. And so you realize that part of Zontiri's manipulation is manipulating your actual thought process when it comes to choosing things. So yeah. when she's at her most vulnerable, he's like, well then, you know, you gotta make tough choices and sometimes your tough choices have to be selfish ones or sometimes your tough choices have to be listening to people against your better judgment. And so, yeah, you know, it, make tough and, choices, you know? Yeah, and and it, one of uh, uh, Sugracha's things was right at the very end she's like no more difficult choices mm -hmm. yeah saying if she if she gives in then she won't ever have to make a difficult choice again exactly and so now you've got blondie telling brunette rapunzel that you know sometimes you've got to make difficult choices so this is her own subconscious reminding her that this is a lesson she's already learned you have to make difficult choices and so she gets poofed when once again Eugene shows up, vaulting himself on top of the wall. I liked the bit of animation when he hopped up there, though. Like for like a split second, it was identical in animation mm -hmm. to, uh, to Forever After, and yeah. then it's it's only when you realize that something's wrong that the animation 
becomes changes. New. It yeah. changes. Yeah. And it's it really interesting. I was trying to figure out if they just reused the animation. I think they mostly did, but if not, okay. they reanimated it exactly like it was. Like maybe yeah. Yeah. smoother. Yeah. I think they. I think it is new because in the original, Eugene had that weird hair texture thing going You're on. Right. Oh right. yeah. And he doesn't have that in this. You're mm. right. So I think they just took the same thing and like redid it. Yeah. Like, they rotoscoped it. They rotoscoped their own work. Yay. <laughs> um, so, you know, Eugene shows up and convinces Rapunzel, you know, you don't want anything out there. Let's go back to the castle and get you coronated. One of the things I love, one of the things I think a lot of us uh, love is when Rapunzel's up on the wall, when blonde Rapunzel is up on the wall talking to Brunette, Brunette complains that we're way too persistent. I know. I love that about us. <laughs> it's just, it's, I mean, and that's true, though, is that Rapunzel is so persistent and it has come up as both a good thing and a bad thing. Cause like in under wraps, her persistence was what got the fight between her and Cassandra because mm-hmm. she wouldn't yeah. let up on, you know, trying to figure this thing out, but her persistence in every other thing, it's like, this is one of her big defining factors is that she's a persistent per- person. So, um, Kelsey absolutely predicted the next bit. <laughs> Listen, the music started. I said, Oh, here it is. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I was a mess. <laughs> Matthews or not, I was, like, I was a mess. <laughs> it started and I was like, oh, Kelsey. Yeah. You must be so happy right now. Kelsey and I were watching it at the same time. And so she's like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> oh, man. Over here. So the difference between this proposal and the last proposal, there's two primary differences. The primary difference, number one, is that Blonde Rapunzel is there and Rapunzel is talking to her and no one else can see Blonde Rapunzel. So <laughs> she's saying things that are sounding like our answers to the proposal, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. nobody's trying to get me to make a big life choice, you know? She says to oh, Eugene. his little face. Be. I know. <laughs> his face just crumples when she says like, that. He's like, oh, I like to okay. think that's, I like to think, I like to think just to save my heart from being broken. <laughs> I like to think that that's Matthew's going, this isn't working out the way I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Why isn't know. this, like, yeah, what? Yeah, this isn't how women normally react to this. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. The whole, the whole thing about, like, so that's, uh, maybe? <laughs> um, so then Brunette Rapunzel gives into the proposal, and she's just like, you know, no, that's not a maybe, that's, yes I'm going to marry you and so yeah. then like you get the best freaking smile and it oh might have been Matthew's God. acting but that was still like the Eugene smile and I love it <laughs> he was so cute so uh, happy whoever was... farted that please Kate. tell me that was you Kate. Just... That oh it was Kate, Kate. That was oh Kate. it's so good <laughs> Kate you deserve a medal and all of our eternal love yeah cause there was supposed to be a spin and it got cut <gasps> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah he was gonna spin her and, that, and the spin got cut um but then, like, they hug each other, and then with Eugene's face over Rapunzel's shoulder, he knows his eyes, and his eyes turn green. And so we've got evil Eugene again. Oh, it's beautiful. Was perfect. <laughs> a perfect so way to end Eugene. it. <laughs> so, so that was a wonderful thing for all of us to see. Um, so we cut back out to, like, the real world, and <laughs> Lance says of Matthews, how did we not see this bad guy coming? We're usually pretty good at this sort of thing. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, like, most of the people in the house did not trust Matthews from the start. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Um, and, but like Eugene Trinip, he's he he absolutely wants to kill Matthews. Like he's struggling against his freaking body. Like when I get my hands on you, I was gonna say, he, is this that part where he's like, when I get out of here, or whatever he says? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So bad. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for him that he didn't get to deck him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ugh. but 
still, it, it would have been good. so beautiful. It would have been. It would have been. You know, but you know what? You get the impression that sort of thing's coming because it's building. You know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is fantastic. Is so- Eugene gonna get to punch someone in the face? <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> Well, he's had to watch his woman get hurt so many mm-hmm. times. Yeah. He's gonna snap. <gasps> he's ready to start oh, swinging. <laughs> All right, I just had he's a thought, gonna, but he's gonna throw hands eventually, and it's <laughs> not gonna be pretty for whoever he's messing with. Him. <laughs> I mean, and that's why they had to knock Eugene out in Rapunzel versus Rapunzel on the Great Tree. Mm-hmm. Oh, because yeah. if he was awake, he would have just thrown himself at Hector. Like, there's no way he would have left her side. Mm-hmm. You know, he would have overcome Hector with his bare hands. He would have taken off his gloves. Yep. Yep. And fought him with his bare hands. <laughs> yep. Fisty cuffs it all. Just start punching vines and faces. <laughs> Fine. So we pop back into the dream. And Rapunzel is now having her moment with Ariana. And I swear to God, I did not expect an Ariana moment. Like. Neither did I. I was so excited. I was so happy. Even though it was like so wrong and twisted. I was so happy to see this thing. So we have this twisted version of the Rihanna, Ariana giving Rapunzel the Ariana. <laughs> Ariana giving Rapunzel the journal scene and um, she tells her to seal her dreams away in her journal with soli satisfe or be satisfied instead of plus autant vous and so this is now Ariana directly telling Rapunzel to she I mean and she even she says you know people will help you with your difficult decisions rely on other people to make those decisions for you so Zantiri is absolutely all about making people give up their will to other people you know that's mm-hmm. his that's his mo yeah and it's really freaking cool how they keep reinforcing this and it's it's uh, i'm so excited because like that's gonna come up you know that's coming up again later yeah so- absolutely and i love that in this scene is where she realizes something's really wrong because yeah. there's absolutely the way ariana's voice actress read her lines you can tell something's wrong because there's no warmth in her yeah, voice absolutely she's robotic she's stiff she is. That's probably because <laughs> that's because Ariana's not in the series enough, so Rapunzel doesn't have enough memories of her. So Matthew's definitely <laughs> like draw on her memories of Ariana. <laughs> she doesn't have enough memories written in her journal about it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I can't. You've given I, me nothing. I don't know what I'm working with here. I know what she looks like. <laughs> but I mean, but even like the way she comes in, she's like, oh wow, you're she so much like just you're so much like I used to be and it's sort of like the way she said that was like not I, the way she said it the first time and it like, was like I was so really, much like you I had crazy dreams it's like I had crazy yeah. yeah I what got you rid of think dreams. you should get rid of them too it's fantastic that sounds like some mother gothel bs right mm-hmm. there and the, the, the weirdest the one that just didn't sit well with me was as a princess, you need to show the people of Corona that you are content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that was yeah, that was oh, oh, that was. I mean, that was possibly the creepiest scene in this whole thing because mm-hmm. it's like we didn't have the satisfaction of the Gotha later scene, so that was just straight up creepy. That was like contorting Ariana and like no bueno, but also muy bueno. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so her draw, she's looking through this blank journal, and her drawings her. Spider-Verse glitched themselves into and off the pages. So it's like she's seeing stuff she's drawn and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. So her memories are trying to bust through. And I also noticed another thing that every time Br- Blonde Rapunzel was trying to get Brunette, Brunette Rapunzel to, to ignore all this, every time Brunette Rapunzel said no, that's when it would glitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was like a deliberate 
thing where when she's deliberately making herself not be in this happy world, her brain's going, stop it, stop it, stop it. And I love that. It was so mm -hmm. cool. The piano plays this thing that, that I didn't even notice this myself, but the piano mm -hmm. plays this thing that has this reminiscence of like the Back to the Future score, which is like kind of cool if you think about it. <laughs> when I was working on the notes for this episode, I was listening to it and I'm like, that is a lawsuit level of similar to the Back to the Future. <laughs> it's like that little noise oh, that you, know, you okay. hear all throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what the? Disney, you don't <laughs> own that. <laughs> you own they might. Things. No, it's universal. They might now. It's universal. Yeah, they flying everything. everything. I know, right? Um, I, you know, it might though like that could very well be though a case of it is such a short phrase of music that you can't sue somebody over yeah. that short mm -hmm. of music, I you, bet know? you can't I just wanted to put it in there because I thought it was hilarious <laughs> I was like saying that one of the things I love about you saying that is it reminds me of when I was just playing season one as my background noise at work it's a lot easier to pay attention to the score when you're just listening to the episodes. Mm -hmm. And so I actually highly recommend at some point people put on their favorite episode, but just listen to it because you get a different experience. It's really cool. Um, so Cassandra comes in to inform Rapunzel that it's time for the coronation. And Rapunzel, you know, now that she's starting to get all this weirdness is actually starting to sink in. She asks Cassandra if she's happy. And Cassandra says that she's very happy here. And Rapunzel's holding her hands and she looks down at the hand that got burned. And it's fine. And she just sort of squeezes that hand and it looks like mm -hmm. she decides that she's going to stay here in this world where she never hurt Cassandra. Mm -hmm. And so that's like crazy sad. That I mean, this is that's actually also it's very typical Rapunzel to give up herself for other people. Mm -hmm. But the problem here is she's not separating herself actually from her imagination you know and so she's decided she's going to just she's going to make her happiness be this world where she can marry eugene and not hurt cassandra so it's just like ouch um but at the coronation fortunately rapunzel realizes that this isn't real and she can't keep going on like this and so she decides it's time to, to get out of here and no surprise matthews reveals himself at this point um and there's this fantastic moment where Gavin Creel voices Eugene for like three seconds. But I love this bit of the animation where they actually turned Eugene's mouth and eye shape into Matthew's mouth and eye mm -hmm. shape. So you just have this moment of them being both at the same time. And it's really cool and really well done. And props to like everybody. Because I know that this is like Tom boarded these scenes. And like Mercury did a fantastic job. This was a really cool moment for me. Um, so then... Matthews throws up this wall of green flames that I'm like, dude, Maleficent. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like this is Maleficent right now. It's so cool. Um, and so they begin the legitimate fight for Rapunzel's mind at this point. Because, I mean, as Eugene Matthews was straight up saying to her, just put the crown on. And it's like, you know, that's when she's like, there's, there's, this isn't right. So, um, so they're doing their actual fight now. And um, Matthews throws Cassandra at Rapunzel through the ring of fire. But now, like, her her full arm is, like, fully burned up now. And it went full corpse. <laughs> and it was, like, really, that was awesome and badass and amazing. And I really loved it. Um, so Rapunzel 
tears down some curtaining, which I loved because like in lieu of her hair, she uses fabric. And I'm like, absolutely in lieu of her hair, she uses fabric. That's great. So she uses that to try to escape Corona. And while she's climbing up into the rafters, um, Matthews blips the blips her way high into the air. So now she's just falling. Um, but you know, it's a dream. She's fine. Um, she keeps getting stopped from her escape by friends and foes, you know, at the same time. But Blondie Rapunzel's there to help, which helps a lot. You know, people are blocking her way on the on the bridge, and Blondie shows up and is just like throwing barrels at them Donkey Kong style. And it's, <laughs> and you know, they they and everything. The nice thing about this being a dream is that as soon as anybody's hit, they just vanish. And so it's like you don't have to keep fighting people and wear yourself out that way. But then Godzilla Pascal rises up out of the water, and I love this. And his like face looks like an actual chameleon face, which I really loved because it's sort of like you've got your cute little Pascal, and then you've got no, we know what chameleons actually look like. <laughs> so they and his his weird eyes, and that is so cool. So then you know Godzilla Pascal like eats Blondie Rapunzel, and and Brunette's all freaked out. She's like, "Don't worry, it's just a dream, and I'm not real." So <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> it's so great. I love it. It was so weird to see the fighting. Pascal. <laughs> it, was. it really was. It was fantastic. I loved it. And so then it just, everything blips again and now we're back in the tower and Rapunzel oh. is chained to the wall and Gothel's back. Oh and- my god, I screamed so loud. I'm so happy. I'm this so like- happy I didn't wake up my family. I, I, I was I, just I, laying, I, I was laying on the couch. I was all cuddled up and I just went <gasps> Mama! <laughs> I couldn't bad. scream. I was too in shock. My jaw just dropped. I was like <gasps> as soon as it showed her chain to the wall, I was like, no! Yeah. <laughs> it was so Pretty great. much as soon as we were back in the tower, I was like, oh! You know what would have made that scene way better? A corpse. If there was a dead Eugene. Yep. <laughs> yeah! Yep. Yeah, I, I stand by I stand by my previous statement that no matter what the dis- episode descriptions spoil, there's always at least one thing in you each episode that you do not see coming. Yeah. Yep. And in this yeah. episode, it was this that. Was it. This was it. it was I mean, amazing. because like we had heard, I remember a long time ago, we had heard something about Donna Murphy being recurring, and I never saw the source for that. I saw someone mm-hmm. else's post on it, but they didn't have a source on it. So I'm like, Okay, I just, I believe them because they're kind of a trustworthy source, but it's not like they were like a news blog or anything like that. Yeah. So I was like, so I think Donna Murphy's coming back at some point, but I can't guarantee yeah. it. And I can't this, guarantee when. And yeah. this was just, I mean, considering the last time we saw her was episode one. Mm-hmm. She looked freaking amazing in the tower, in her element. This was so great. But even better was Rapunzel realizing that this was her dream Mickey Mouse style. I don't know if you guys remember. I just thought it was so funny because... (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was so funny that Gothel gave her the hint that, you know... I was like, Gothel... That's, That's not how you villain. We don't <laughs> well, well, I mean, Gothel wouldn't have been would have assumed she was dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she would have underestimated she would have underestimated her. Absolutely. Yeah. So she gives her the hint that you know that she's trapped in her own head, and then Rapunzel's like, "This is my head, and I have complete control." So she just snaps herself out of the handcuffs in a burst of flowers, mm-hmm. and then. She drops a cupcake on Gothel's head, <laughs> and then she freaking picks up a frying pan and knocks her out Eugene style with the same expression and everything. And Kate, you are amazing. Yes. Like 
I do not know if Kate actually listens to this podcast, but oh my god, <laughs> so much praise for Kate in this episode. Like, it was the same dang expression that Eugene got when she wanged him upside the head the first time. I it also... Beautiful. When I finished this episode, I had to send a message to Ricky to be like, from someone who who has been, you know, who has had some form of abuse in her life, it was really satisfying mm-hmm. to yes. see Rapunzel hit her abuser with a frying pan. And I wish Absolutely. I could do that. Catharsis also, feels so good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is. That was like, that was so, anybody who has ever been abused and loves Tangled mm-hmm. would love that moment. Mm-hmm. That was so satisfying. And it was so good knowing that Rapunzel feels that way that mm-hmm, like she's yeah. not going to cower in fear that she is going to fight back against her past and she yeah. will not let Gothel's memory haunt her and that is so fan freaking tastic I'm so it proud of her amazing. this was like a great I was like oh man this episode I, my god okay so <laughs> this is what breaks Rapunzel out of this so she defeats Matthews and she returns to the real world, and the house is now deteriorating around them. And I really love that the way that they chose to deteriorate the house was in sand, since they already got this beach theme going on. So I thought, hey, sand, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that Rapunzel and Eugene are like, the house is crumbling around us, but we got to kiss before we run. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I don't remember what Lance's exact line is, but he's like, I hate to be the third wheel, but we got to squeaky, go. The, the squeaky, squeaky third, third wheel, wheel, I think that it was. One. Yeah. <laughs> I, hate to be I the just love it. They're about to die. They're about to die, and they're like, mm, "Kissy, kissy." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty standard for the OTP. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> well, I mean, we're not doing anything else. Time to smooch. <laughs> <laughs> so they make it out all right, but the house is crumbling down into a pile of sand. And Matthews is whisked away by some mysterious force, and you know, nobody says he's dead. So he could be back. I mean, it's not I, like I think he says, you know, this I'll isn't see over. You, yeah, mm-hmm. this isn't over. Well, this isn't over. Doesn't have to necessarily be him. It could also be just Zontarian general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it but could I mean, also but be. no, 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 absolutely. And I hope it is because I love him. But yeah. um, but unlike Sugracha, he's not kicked into like the, the Zontari's other dimension thing. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's actually there. But honestly. I had this moment. I'm watching it, and you're like, the house is coming down, and I immediately said, "Where's Cassandra?" Mm-hmm. Like immediately. Yeah, I... I... And then, I then the door reappears, and cast and an owl come out through, and she walks, but something's like off about her. Um, she's not in a good mood. When Rapunzel like reaches for her, she like clutches her hand again. Mm-hmm. She's like really closed off, even though. She... So we've got no idea what she went through through that door, and that's like amazing that we don't know what went on through that door like i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure we're gonna find that out in the in the um finale but yeah Bex, oh. i think when um when when i was watching the episode i was talking to you and everything i could say at that time was just um um yeah so that was a pretty um dramatic ending to that episode so i mean we just close off with like Things are okay, but things aren't okay, you know? And I think it was one of the first times in the show where we don't see what happened to one of the main characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, exactly. Because usually, like, if they're if they're setting up for something, we see some kind of the setup. We just mm-hmm. saw her walk through the door, disappear for the whole episode, and then come back at the end, and they did not give us any hints as to what happened in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not a freaking clue. So, it's, all we know is that through the door, there was a forest. That's all we know. Mm-hmm. So, Dang. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So we start up Lost and Found. It was directed by Shane Zalvin. It was written by Jeremy Ship. The storyboards are Wendy Sullivan and Diana um, Kidlade. And like, oh, it's time for my God. <laughs> God. Oh my God. Oh my God. We're getting, we're getting there. We are almost freaking there. Get your Get your red Ellie. This isn't a freaking. We're not wearing tinfoil hats anymore. Nope. <laughs> Regular old hats. Because we're right. We're all so smart. Look at us. Oh my God. Honestly, uh, one of the things I love about this episode is that there are a lot of people who have been basically doubting Dark Prince Eugene or, yeah, okay, whatever. Mm. And they watch this episode and they're like, no, I'm sold. Yep. So, like, <laughs> Beth is one of them. Please like, <laughs> explain and, how, how, like, talk about it. I want to hear it. <laughs> uh, well, like it. Well, I mean, I, before Sunday, yeah. Was in the team of, I don't know if I really want Eugene to be a prince. And that was the only reason I was not sold on it. I would also. I was like, like, all right, I see the evidence, but I really kind of don't want it to go this route because I don't. It seems like they've already done this. We've already yeah. gotten the Lost Royal. And, and I like, I like the. I agree with that. And I, I like, also am yeah. like, this is ridiculous. We've already done this, but like, yeah. I can't deny it. Like, and I was just evidence. like, yeah. And, and because like, I kind of had that opinion already set, mm-hmm. I was just seeing all this evidence as like coincidence i was like well that could be evidence but i don't know i'm not sure i'm gonna believe it i'll believe it when the show expressly says it mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> it kind of <laughs> did <laughs> so i'm just like well i guess i don't have a choice i this like the way how... things are okay i mean want me on your boat i'll get on the boat <laughs> <laughs> the gang yes! is down we are taking Join my boat <laughs> And I'm just and I'm just sitting here imagining all of the Dark Prince Eugene theorists going one of us, yep. one of us. Uh, that's pretty much exactly what I did. Becky was like, Beth believes it now, and I was like, <laughs> and like and like I'm not 100 sold on like whether or not I like like the concept yet, oh. but I do believe it's very likely to happen. Yeah, it just, just it's all it's all dependent on how the show handles it, and they handle everything pretty well, so I'm sure it'll be fine. And I will say one of the funny things. I one hundred percent believe that they're gonna like like Eugene's just he might be okay with it for like two seconds and then you know they're gonna try and do something with Rapunzel and he's like no you all can go away I don't he's gonna have his uh, Guardians of the Gal he's gonna have his Guardians of the Galaxy two moment oh my god he's gonna play catch with his pop and then realize oh crap things are going downhill fast later pops. I'm hey, that's sorry, a movie I haven't seen. That's what I was, <laughs> was going to say. Healthy, I swear to God. <laughs> There's one every, every podcast, episode. y'all. <laughs> oh every episode now, you're like, I haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> well, that's okay. You got you were talking to me earlier about Labyrinth, and I have no clue. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah I've only seen it once. Um, I haven't I seen it ever. Oh, yeah. I was going to add on to that because it reminded me of what I thought earlier. Uh when we were talking about Eugene punching people, I'm like, ooh, what if he punches Edmund? Ooh. Nice. I was, I what if was, Edmund's uh, like, we need we need to sacrifice Rapunzel to save the kingdom, and Eugene's just like, nope. He doesn't even say anything. He just, like, just decks like, him. <laughs> He's like, you ain't my dad. I mean, you are, but I don't freaking care. It's like, you're my father, but you ain't my dad. He's back in Corona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta get married so he's my dad first, but it's fine. <laughs> 
He does up top. You do this crap. (laughs) But I mean, no. So, okay. I mean, I love how they have not blatantly said it in so many words. Like, seriously, it has not been in so many words. But the evidence is so mounting. And it's just getting bigger and bigger at this Mm -hmm. point. But difficult to ignore. Yes. At this this point, if in the next episode they're like, he's not the Dark Prince, I'm going to be more shocked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Honestly. I'm going to be like, wait. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> then what was all of this set up? What was yeah, all right? of this nonsense? Was that yeah. just one big red herring to make Ellie go insane? Yes. Like, was this just crazy misdirection so you could set up that it's shorty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we start on this episode back at the caravan and Eugene is looking over the three pieces of scrolls that they've got and he's concerned. And honestly, this is the first time we've really seen him particularly concerned during the course of this adventure, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, sure, he's had his moments during other things, but this is the first time we've seen him pondering the scroll, you know? So oh, yeah, it's very- the first time he's even got to hold it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's possible. At least on on camera, it's the first yeah. time he's there. Yeah. So he's pondering the scroll and... Here comes good old Rapunzel with her making ridiculous, horrible, horrible jokes, talking about how they're going to need torches in the Dark Kingdom because it's so dark. (laughs) Doing finger guns and crap that she learned from Eugene, and it's fantastic, and I love it. They're terrible. These are terrible jokes, but that is just like a warning for the terrible puns that are coming this Mm -hmm. episode. So um, he's worried about what the Dark Kingdom has in store for them, and he cites Hector saying that they were going to be doomed if they go there. And he's also incredibly frustrated with the indecipherable scroll pieces that, like, even though we've got these pictures, we can't read the words and we don't have all the pieces and it can't give us any answers. And so then Rapunzel's like, well, let's not worry about that right now. We've got birthday plans. He's like, birthday plans? Oh, my God, I forgot your birthday. She's like, how could you forget my birthday? That's the best line. She's like, how could you forget, Eugene? Honestly, <laughs> she's turning into such a little troll. Between that and the magic wand, like her her put her prank game is on, and she's yes. figured out exactly her style of pranking. And it's just to have this like brief moment of tricking people into thinking something's wrong. You know, she's so proud of herself. It's so cute. So he realizes that no, indeed, it's not her birthday. And he talks about having a date book, which so he's got a date book and he's got a scrapbook. So I don't want to know what happened to his little black book, frankly. Um. <laughs> So she explains that, no, I'm sorry. She's like, nope, nope, it's actually, it's not my birthday, but we have birthday plans anyway. I mean, and in like, <laughs> not since, <laughs> not since, <laughs> not since, and where was my faithful companion Flynn Rider while he was keeping the Warlocks twins occupied? <laughs> not since then have we had this level of innuendo. Like... <laughs> Like, everybody saw it this time. We're like, oh, my God. I can't believe they got away with that. It was beautiful. You know who didn't see that? Me. (laughs) I didn't think that at all. And normally I totally would. But I think think what happened is I'm just too invested in Dark Prince (laughs) Eugene right now. Because you had told me that there was going to be evidence in this episode. So I was just, like, blocking everything that wasn't (laughs) evidence. Everyone everyone else saw it. Birthday plans. I don't freaking care. And a little bit of backstory on this, guys. Um, Ellie had to go to sleep, or she's just too tired. She couldn't stay up for to wait, and so she said, "Text me if there's any evidence. I will see it in the morning." So I texted her in great big capital letters. Oh my God, there's evidence. We're <laughs> like, just like moon, and I was like moon, moon. <laughs> I woke up at 
at like five in the morning and I was like, oh, I have text messages from I what moon. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't want to watch the episodes now. I'm just going to wait till seven. Okay, good night. (laughs) (laughs) So and there was moon. So Rapunzel does like the cutest freaking thing ever. She decides that she's going to invent Eugene's birthday. I fell on the and floor, y'all. I was on the ground. So freaking cute. Like, it's like that time you ran out in your driveway. It was basically the same thing. <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> crying. And you, know, and you know that she's had a whole year to think about this, oh. too. Because chances are, the previous year, she realized, wait, we didn't celebrate Eugene's birthday. Uh-huh. She's like, when's your birthday? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, so she just immediately okay. was like, no, starting today, I'm planning this. Yes. I don't it's care what heart. gets in my way. So, I mean, so that's freaking amazing. But even more freaking amazing is like Ellie's continued amazing Eugene prediction skills. Mm-hmm. So I was watching the episode. It's seven in the morning. I've had or seven thirty in the morning. I've had almost no sleep. Uh, and he, you know, like they're like, it's his birthday. And I'm scrolling through Tumblr at the same time. And people are like, happy birthday, Eugene, April 7th. And I'm like, April 7th. Why does that sound so familiar? Why does April 7th and Eugene's birthday sound so right in my head? Well, (laughs) many, many years ago, when I got my first Eugene doll, people probably saw this on Tumblr, but if you didn't, uh, (laughs) I got my first Eugene doll on April 6th. And since he didn't have a birthday, I did exactly what Rapunzel did and was like, well, this is the first day I got Eugene, so April 6th of the... Sixth is his birthday. And I was one day off. <laughs> one freaking day. How was I one day off? <laughs> Are you I secretly predict- a sorcerer in a monkey body? <laughs> Are you Dominicus? <laughs> I predicted it eight years in advance, but off by one day. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I love how you have like the receipts to back this up. You're I like, know. No, I was like, like oh god, I knew I had it in my old like iPhone calendar but both my iPhones are dead and I couldn't get them to work. So I was like, oh God, maybe it's in my Google Drive. So (laughs) I went and I searched and I found a spreadsheet I had made for keeping track of characters from a role play I did with Kelsey back in 2012. Oh my God. (laughs) And I had so long ago. April 6th as Eugene's birthday. (laughs) And I was like, yes. Bless me in my spreadsheet making. <laughs> Always helping me. <sighs> so it has been, you know, speculated upon that Eugene doesn't know how old he is. But my basic thought on that is that um, when he showed up at the orphanage, they're a place that like literally specializes in housing children. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they could look at him and guess how old he was. And then they just mm-hmm. said, well, here's the day you showed up. Therefore, we're going to start tracking your age from this day. So he's got a rough idea of how old he is, I'm sure. Like, there's no mm-hmm. part of his brain that goes, maybe I'm 30, you know? So <laughs> I'm t- Today, I'm 19. I could be 19. I mean, I know that eight years ago, I was a grown man, but I could be 19. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So he states that, so Rapunzel makes him a little cupcake out of a mushroom and mud and leaves and berries, and she warns him not to eat it. Um, but she sticks a little candle in it and tells him to make a wish. And he states that he doesn't believe in wish making, only in things that he can see with his own eyes. Um, we know this about him because he doesn't believe in magic or spells or fortunes or any of a number of things that require, you know, 
faith or just mind or whatnot. He's very, very superstition. Yeah, I don't yeah. believe in superstition. He's it's it's extremely. I gotta see it to believe it. I gotta touch it. I gotta be able to to sense it with my senses in order to believe it. Like I mean, you look at it like he often uses Rapunzel's hair as an example of an amazing, impossible thing that has happened that he believes in. Like, he uses it all the time as his example. You know, you've got magic hair. You've got 70 feet of hair. So he, he's like, I have concrete evidence that that is concrete proof that that's a real thing. But not not everything else. So um, Madame Canardis and Vigor show up. And Eugene's <laughs> like, like, are you following us? And it turns out that, yes, yes, they are following us. And what us. an entrance they make. <laughs> yeah, so Rapunzel and Eugene had to share a nice little you know, Eugene's birthday kiss, and they show up and smooch on your own time, canoodlers. <laughs> it's like, canoodlers? I can't believe they got away with saying canoodlers. <laughs> yeah. Right? I was like, excuse me? What did you say? I'm sorry, but this is their own time. You interrupted them. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you know, could have literally waited. Yeah, right. You're like, yeah, also, no, what because... what animal was that pulling her a caravan? Llama, Is that a llama? <laughs> that was a llama. I, she has a llama. I love it. Little wagon. Um, so apparently, Madame Canardus and Vigor have been following the gang, and it is according to Madame Canardus because Vigor likes them. Like, she oh. she's like, this is why he likes you. He wants to follow you. And He's got you know, attached to you. I will say one of the things I do like about Madame Canardus is as much of a pain as she is, she is genuinely very fond of Vigor. Like, she was distraught yeah. when she lost him and delighted when she got him back. And it's just like, wow, that's amazing. So um, so she'll you know clearly do what the monkey wants because the monkey wants it. Also, she clearly believes in his power and just adds a little spin to his show. Knowing um, what we know, <laughs> do you think he actually used a couple seconds of his lucidity to actually verbally tell her follow them i don't think so i don't think well, i think she speaks you monkey. think maybe she's, think she's crazy and just doesn't understand that the monkey's actually talking and she's not psychic <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be great so no one can understand him but me no, he's speaking in, in Timothy Dalton's voice. We can understand him. He speaks him. very fine English. He sounds very sophisticated, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so they go in for another fortune, and this is another fantastic movie callback because they literally take that picture they use in the credits of Tangled and they reenact it in the series where, you know, Rapunzel is leaning in eagerly and Eugene's got his elbow on the table and is looking grumpy and Vigor is doing the Lotus style with his fingers out and everything. And so like that was straight up from the credits and that was beautiful and amazing and I love him forever for doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's doing his predicting and all the flashy stuff is going off and Eugene literally says yawn and then later heavier yawn. (laughs) Which is like... (laughs) Such a doof. I love it. And I love that he... He taps the hanging s- ball, and you can see the string. It's, yes. <laughs> it's just I, like, I love this. This show is awesome. Fooling, they're not fooling Eugene at all, and I absolutely adore them. They're like, oh yeah, this is all hokum, you know? And I love that Rapunzel's still there with starry eyes. Just, yeah, like, she's just the most amazing thing she's ever seen, despite everything she's been through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Vigo reveals the fortune for... For you, the path awaits where the final quarter lies after many dire straits. And Rapunzel deduces that this means that the fourth piece of the scroll is, you know, in their grasp. And Eugene is like, 
no, you're crazy, you know? So Vigor leads them to this marker that says the Path of Demanitus, which is like, yo, first of all, the Path of Demanitus. And it turns out to be this complex labyrinth. And Rapunzel's very excited because she's always wanted to do this. <laughs> but then it turns out that the monkey is Demanitus. And yes, we had this spoiler, but it doesn't make it any less freaking amazing mm-hmm. that the monkey is Demanitus. Like, I wish it hadn't been spoiled, but even with it spoiled, it was a great reveal. And I love the way that they did it. And just him shifting his posture to stand up straight and proper. And then Eugene's reaction to, he laughs at him. He says it's a trick. He blames Madame Canardus for doing ventriloquy. He circles around him. He looks for strings. He's doubled over. He just, he's utterly convinced until, you know, basically Demantis is like, yeah, no, stop that. Um, (laughs) That he actually has come to them in their hour of need. And so he gives us, more amazing lore. And this is like a huge chunk of the puzzle, which is like fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Demanitus, for giving us this chunk of the puzzle. <laughs> for finally being someone who has an answer. Yes. yes. Oh my Let's God. Just, the like, only no. one who has given us an answer to any question. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's not just like legend says. He's like, no, I was there. Here's what happened. So it turns out that all the disciples of Zontiri used to be Demanitus's pupils. And, like, Gothel was one of them? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That also blew my mind. And I thought that this was so well done because having Gothel in the last episode had her series design already in our heads. Mm-hmm. And so and- when we saw her in silhouette, we were like, that's Gothel. You know, there was, like, no question about it. That was, like, freaking amazing. Which also, like clears up a little bit how she knew about the flower, how she got the incantation in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have all the small details, but if she was connected to both Demantis and Zentiri, because all of, you know, all of Demantis' pupils defected and went to Zantiri instead. She was connected to both of them, and therefore she had every reason to know about these things. Yeah, and her behavior was completely consistent with the other disciples we've gotten. Well, she wasn't. Yeah. She clearly wasn't a disciple because she died. And I don't Mm -hmm. think the other disciples can be killed necessarily Mm -hmm. because they don't seem like they're fully alive. But she definitely... I have this theory regarding that, that it's actually that she double-crosses on Tiri also. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe. Because she found the flower and she's like, look, in order to become this powerful spirit person, you have to sell your soul or whatever it is. I mean, sell your soul does not seem out of the question in, with what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, so I don't want to do that. All I want to do is be young and beautiful forever, but I've got the flower now. So she yeah. wasn't just hiding it. Like, who was she hiding it from, like, all those years before Corona even existed? Mm-hmm. There was one person she was hiding it from all that time. <laughs> one person. One yeah. And that also kind of explains why she probably used it as infrequently as possible. Like, she let herself get old before she would use it again. Because so long as she knew Zontiri was looking for it, she's like, I, the less I use it, then the less likely he is to find it. Mm-hmm. You know? So and it, and maybe that's part of why when, she, when the flower was cut... When Rapunzel's hair was cut, she instantly disintegrated. Maybe he cursed her that if the flower ever died, that could she be. would lose her. She would she would die with it that because be. that's the price she pays for betraying him. That could be. I like it. Okay, you can stay alive. I, he's like, I am not more powerful than the sun drop, 
but I can guarantee that the sun drops death means your death. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Like if anything that. happens to that flower because you decided not to give it to me, something bad's going to happen to you. Yes, I like that. Yeah. That's good. I like that. So, yay. So now we have all of those questions. And honestly, if our vague questions about that are never answered, I'd be perfectly satisfied. Mm-hmm. I honestly would. Because, like, we've got enough information that I could be, I could subside off speculation for the rest of my life on that. That was mm-hmm. great. So, Zontiri, we find out, is not from this realm. Um, and that Demantis used all of his power to banish him back to the realm that he came from. And then used his sci- knowledge of science and an ancient spell to make himself a hiding place, creating Vigor, which is just science and alchemy all over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, Rapunzel called Demantis an adventurer and scientist. So it's like this dude has so many labels. Like He wears an- a lot of hats. <laughs> he does wear a lot of hats. None of One them take oil. One of them is a turban. <laughs> One of them is a turban. <laughs> so he is. So he created the body of Vigor. Like, if I understand his his fancy talk correctly, he invented Vigor. He did not like grab a random monkey and possess it. He <laughs> created the body of Vigor, and so, um, so yeah. So that's it is him. It's just him in a very very good hiding place. Very good hiding place. In a thousand year old monkey body. A thousand year old monkey body. <laughs> Because no one's going to notice that that monkey doesn't die. No, because <laughs> nope. people will die and be a monkey for a while. Then he'll just be this random monkey that shows up with random people. and be like, oh, a monkey. He's so smart. He can tell fortunes. <laughs> so, um, so he has laid dormant for millennia inside this monkey body. And he had this spell that would allow him to be... Um, himself again. But it will only last a few hours. And after the spell ends... He's gone for good. So it's oh. like, yeah, so so Demanitus literally sacrificed himself in order to make sure that Rapunzel and Eugene got the rest of the scroll. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that shows you how important this is. So they're going through the maze, and there's this skeleton, and it's got an eyeball, and that's, you know... <laughs> Wait, I'm- People are like, what, what is with For their kids? Eyes? I was <laughs> watching that with my mom, and she's like, why does that skeleton have an eyeball? It should be fully decomposed by now. And I was like, mom, <laughs> I'm so proud of you for knowing so much about decomposition. For I mean, family uh, picture. <laughs> yes, I mean, and my sister was also like 7 a.m., and I'm like 7.30 a.m. at least. Yeah. But, so they're trying to get into this one room, figure out this riddle, and now Rapunzel's all excited because Uther's also riddles. And Eugene's all pissed off because Vigor can't remember his own riddles. He's like, what? It's been a thousand years. You think I actually remember my riddles? But it turns out that the eyeball is not an eyeball. It's an eyeball-looking spider. And there's a whole bunch of them. And that's Thank not Thank God good. Lance didn't come. Oh, my God. Oh, my right? God. <laughs> I think Lance would have passed out and then get, gotten eaten by spiders. No, that would have been one of my bingo spots. And I would have gotten bingo. I wish he would have come. <laughs> They would have had to Dang carry it. him. They would have had to carry him the rest I of the know, way. Right? Or he would have got all Looney Tunes and he would have gone straight through all of the walls to the yeah, center right. of the maze. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. They couldn't have brought him. He'd been too OP. <laughs> yep. So they're fighting off spiders and Rapunzel figures out the riddle because the riddle is that what kind of a room is bigger in the rain and non-existent in the sun? And the answer is mushroom. And she figures it out. And Eugene spots the mushroom. And he jumps over spiders to grab this mushroom that turns out to be a lever that opens the door. And they manage to run through the door and avoid the spiders. She's Yay. so smart. Congratulations to them. So the next riddle is it's not really a riddle. It's just an instruction. There's this 
fountain and this big stone gargoyle thing, and they're told that they have to leave a coin for safe passage. So Rapunzel tosses in a coin, and Rapunzel, you know, spots the man a coin because he's a monkey with no money on him. Um, and I, I love that he's like, I must have. He, he doesn't even just ask for a coin. He's like, he has to be passive aggressive and be like, oh, I, I, I must have misplaced my wallet. <laughs> like, like he even had a wallet. <laughs> the thing about that is that Madame Canardus is such a ripoff, and Vigor has no money. I know. <laughs> I'm like, where is all of Eugene's money that he gave? Like, didn't didn't he put one of the coins in his turban last time? And he has coins in his hat. I'm pretty sure that he gives all that to to Madame Canardus. But um, so Rapunzel spots him a coin, and so Eugene, he's on his last coin because he paid his previous amount of money for the fortune that they got. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's on his last coin, and being you know the spendthrift that he is, he flicks it in the air, thus convincing Demanitus and Rapunzel that he has given it up. But then he just catches it and pockets it again because he's like, "I'm not giving this stupid thing my last coin." Dang! <laughs> so he's walking away, but now the statue is awake, and it's got like one of them Lego heads with multiple expressions that you can just turn it and change the expression. Yep. It's got one of those. Um, mm-hmm. So as they continue forward. Rapunzel is easily solving the riddles and she's finding the paths of least resistance and Eugene is doing things like going through crawl spaces full of cobwebs and spider webs because he's sticking to his denial and faith. It's like, no, I'm not going to trust all this crap. I'm just going to do this the logical way, even if it's not the faithful way. So they reach the center of the labyrinth and there's this crystal bridge that is over a pool of acid, which I guess little Cassandra predicted the other day. Um, so it's over this... <laughs> It's full of acid, and there's this pedestal in the middle, and there's this box with a lock on it, and the last piece of scroll is on the box. And so, um, Demanitus hands them over this monkey, this key with a monkey face on it. A monkey! A mon- <laughs> and it's, this might be the greatest exchange in the entire series I so far. So. Because... I he holds up, but look, a monkey. And Eugene's response is, no, denied. <laughs> First of all, so that is officially like my new reaction to jokes I don't like. It's no, denied. <laughs> and so then Demetrius is like, here. And just tosses the key at Eugene, whose back is turned. So the key goes right past him and falls off the cliff into the pool of acid. And Eugene's like, what did you do that for? He's like, you were supposed to catch it. And he's like, well, you have to give me some warning. And he said, I said, here. I think I watched that I, clip like 10 times today. I was like, this I is so good. That, I love that he's a thousand years old. And, and he's still... He's still that immature. <laughs> and, like, it makes it even better because in real life, that voice actor is, like, 70. Yeah, 76 yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I laughed so hard. Every time I watched that clip today, I laughed so hard. I was in tears. And it's happening right now because it's so funny. Like, that delivery is just perfect. <laughs> and it makes me so sad that we're probably never going to see Dementis again. I know. I so I know good. I'm so sad. He's so good. Made you fall in love with him like instantly. It was so great, and it also just has this. I love it because every other time we've seen Vigor, Eugene has always disliked him, and he's always kind of liked Eugene. Mm-hmm. But they've always had this sort of like I'm going to do what you don't like and annoy you thing going on, and that continues in this episode, including this immature bickering. But he even at one point just jumps up on Eugene's shoulders and starts eating his hair while he is fully sentient. <laughs> 
and a thousands of year old mage and he's just like nope i'm gonna numb on eugene's hair because i enjoy it <laughs> it was amazing i listen listen back in the day hair oils and stuff were made with like berries and fruit mm. and and flower oil his hair probably tastes amazing <laughs> <laughs> especially to a funky palate yeah Listen, Demanus oh. just had me at banana. <laughs> Absolutely. He's been eating bananas banana. the entire time. God, it's so great. And just, I'm, I I picture Timothy Dalton in the recording booth screaming, I said here. Like, no, this was amazing. It like, oh my I God. I kind of want to know if at any point he and Zachary were in the studio together. That would have been mm-hmm. amazing. I want I, to know that too. That another little so Chuck funny. reunion. <laughs> like, <laughs> like in the next Q&A that the fandom does with one of the creators of the show, someone needs to ask, were they ever in the same room? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's not spoilery information. No, we can ask yeah. that. Yeah, we can totally ask that. That's not spoiler at all, especially now that the episode's done and gone. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Unless like, he's gonna be in another episode mm-hmm. for some reason in yeah. which case that I guess would be but I get the mm-hmm. feeling that he said he's not coming back is he's yeah. not coming back I mean yeah but okay I, so I gotta yeah. say uh, uh-huh. I love that Zach got all of his friends jobs Yeah, <laughs> he literally got five different people on the show I'm assuming yeah. because I'm like he got three of his she loves me uh, cast members and two Chuck cast members yes. on the show. Absolutely. Nepotism. It works. Yeah. Well, honestly, you gotta look at it this way. If you're a casting director and you have this person who has this huge variety of acting gigs he's done, because mm-hmm. Zachary has done a huge variety of acting gigs, both stage and screen and TV screen, and so he's all over the place, and he's so charismatic, and he's so funny, and so they're like, okay, here's the kind of voice we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Who do you think, do you know anybody that you think would work well in this role? So, yeah. I mean, it's so much easier to ask the actors you're working with than to throw out a casting call, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, no wonder, seriously. Unless, like, unless there's a case of, like, a character was designed with a specific voice in mind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which can sometimes be the case, but, yes. like... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So, after they have this little moment of hysterical bickering, Rapunzel points out that Eugene is a, lo- uh, a, a thief and knows how to pick locks. So he says, Rapunzel, bobby pin me. <laughs> I love so that cute. she has bobby pins in her hair. Like, yeah, how long too. does I'm she like, take in the morning? I know, I know, right? Well, I know that it like, takes hours just to brush it, even with multiple people working on it. But she still like, pins like, her hair, coifs it up. She's able to just take those beads out and just whip her hair around, but she's got bobby pins that keep it from getting like messy yes. when, that, when she does that. I love it. That's actually, I mean, that is a little bit of like unnecessary consistency. That's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, that explains that. And I never even asked, you know? <laughs> um, so he hops, he, he walks across this rickety, rickety crystal bridge. He picks the lock, he gets the piece of scroll. And he's coming back, but the bridge starts to crumble on him. So Rapunzel whips out her hair and grabs him. And he's just like, haul me up. I'm in front of acid. So she hauls him up, and they now have the four pieces of scroll, and they spin spread them out, and it magically puts itself back together. So it's not like they even need, like, yield scotch tape. They just, it fixes itself. Which is so Because, honestly, you looked at, like, the previous pieces, and it's like, well, that's not, like, a perfect puzzle. So that's a little yeah. bit disconcerting. But now it's like, it just heals itself up. It's beautiful. So, um... Flower glow, power shine, clock reverse, mind, mind, mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Well, unfortunately, <laughs> oh as you may recall, um, Eugene did not actually give his coin to that gargoyle thing, and it has now caught up to them. So, like, I don't know if this is another Road to Eldorado reference, that now they have a giant stone creature chasing them. But now they've got a giant stone creature chasing them. And I, I also thought of another possible Eldorado reference. Eugene's face, when they see the labyrinth, seems very reminiscent of, like, how Miguel and Tulio look when they <laughs> look at Eldorado for the first time. But maybe that's just me. That could also be just like, this is the face people make when, General, they're, yeah. when they're shocked, you know? So, um... This, I thought, was a fantastic little moment because Demanitas is like, you know, I'm going to atone for the mistakes that I've made. And so he distracts the gargoyle thing so that Rapunzel and Eugene can, like, escape into a safe room. That is only safe for a brief period of time because the thing can break in. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I find that super interesting that he phrases it that way because the only mistake previously that it seems like he made was not putting an off switch on the robot. It's yeah. like, so what other mistakes is he trying to atone for? I mean, you've got to do something with the whole Zontiri thing. Like, who let Zontiri out in the first place? Mm-hmm. Like, who who <gasps> gave who gave his pupils the means? Who oh gave my... his pupils the means to release Zontiri? Yeah. So, oh my like... god, it's like, it's, never mind. <laughs> I mean, he did say Zontiri was his <laughs> old like... foe, so they had fought before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like something, but I don't know if anyone else would get it, so... <laughs> You never know. Oh, um, it's like in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, uh, when when Hohenheim releases uh the first homunculus. They used to be friends. They worked together, and then he lets them go, and he turns mm-hmm. against him. So maybe you're right. I didn't get that. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. But I, I get uh, what you're saying. I get I what you're like saying. There's That's something... a very there's yeah. a very common trope to that, where mm-hmm. it's like yeah, friends who people else... used to be friends who are now enemies. There's something else I'm thinking of that, like, I feel like I watched recently where that same kind of thing happens. It's like, this is my little... Oh! It's Gravity Falls. That's the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was actually thinking Gravity yeah. Falls stuff when he like, literally like... confirmed Dantiri is a monster from another yeah. dimension. I was like, oh, he's just in there hanging out with Bill Cipher while he waits oh. to come back. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was like, wait, what is it? And I'm like, ah, it's Bill! Because, you know, they used to work together... And now they're oh. enemies. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. So they get hmm. into the room and they manage to lock the door, but they're also now trapped because that thing is out there banging on the walls is going to break the thing down. And Demanitus reveals to them that he's running out of time, that his time to be with them is almost up and he's only got a little bit of personality left. So he reveals that one must unite the Sundrop and the Moonstone in order to unlock the ultimate power and that the scroll has instructions to do so. Um, he says that he was testing Rapunzel's faith to make sure that she was a pure heart enough to wield the power of both the cosmic entities, because a pure heart can do great good, but an impure heart will unleash unspeakable destruction. Mm-hmm. He also reveals that if the Sundrop and the Moonstone are never united, the Black Rocks will seek her out forever and destroy everything. And then... <laughs> and oh my god. He says to Eugene... The moon cannot shine without the sun's light. She gives you light. So, Eugene is the moon? Moon Gene! All hail the mighty moon Gene. Like, yeah, I was like, like standing up like literally or figuratively. Right? Because <laughs> I want to I I need you to be specific. Because the thing yeah. that is it's like so Rapunzel is literally the sun. So is Eugene literally the moon or not? You know? Mm. So 
This, of course, has opened up this humongous floodgate of fan theory that is just pouring all over the place. It's great, and I love it. And it's just like, honestly, considering this is the second, this is the last episode before the finale, this was like a really good way to hype us up. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. oh my gosh. And it was so, great. I've seen lots of people who are like, Eugene is the moon. He and Rapunzel are the moon and the sun, and together they're great. And then other people are like, no, it's just figure of speech. He, Their love is the thing that gives her power. But I'm like, Whoa, It can be both. Let's, these both things don't both. live, you know, parallel yeah, from mm-hmm. each other. Like They don't they live can, in a bubble. Yeah, they can they can merge together. and be, We can get Dark Prince uh, Moonjean. Uh, Moonjean? What the heck? A theory is, is not an island. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we can get Dark Prince Moonjean. Who loves Rapunzel (laughs) with all his heart and soul. And together, they can frickin' destroy the universe. (laughs) With their love. And their mystical powers from space. Dark (laughs) Prince is on Teary Moon Jean. I like it. Esquire. Esquire. Mirror Dark Prince. (laughs) Esquire. Matthews. Corpse. Oh my god. Oh my god. How many levels is too far? <laughs> Never. No. So, How many times do we have to stab him? So Eugene is like, How well, many- Eugene is like, but I don't know if I have, I don't have the face to do this. And v- Vigor, I keep wanting to call him Vigor because he's a monkey. Demanitus tells him, you know, I'm not asking you to create faith out of nothing. I'm asking you to find the faith you've already got. So he just closes his eyes and thinks about how much he loves Rapunzel. And that just, like, murders me! It's the best part of the whole episode. <laughs> it's so good. It's like, dude, so so he he had faith all along. His faith is in Rapunzel. And she has faith in him. And she takes his hand. And Demantis reverts back to Vigor. He's got like no personality left. Demantis is gone now. We've just got the monkey. And so holding hands, she concentrates and her hair starts to glow and it wraps around the both of them and protects them. And then it does this massive outward blast that obliterates the entire labyrinth and the gargoyle chasing them and every eyeball spider and everything that they've been facing. It's gone. It's just level flat ground. They can like I said, there. they're gonna destroy the universe. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be amazing. Yep. So good. So they drop Vigor back off with Madame Canardist, and um, she informs them, wait, wait. I mean, they go inside and come back out immediately. So it's not like this is a brand new prediction. Mm-hmm. She gives Eugene the gift of the jewel from Vigor's turban. And Eugene, bless his heart, pays for it. She's like, <laughs> no, it's free. And he's like, no, I owe him this. So he gives, he pays him with his last coin. Um, and then later that night, Rapunzel is regaling everybody with, you know, tales of the day, including the face that Eugene made when she tricked him into thinking he forgot her birthday. Which they were <laughs> all there for. Yeah, but it was really <laughs> real. Eugene is leaning back against a tree and he's watching her tell all these stories and he realizes that the jewel is actually a locket. And so he pops it open and there's a message inside and he opens it and there's a handwritten prediction at the end of Rapunzel's journey, one of her party shall turn against her. So, I mean, this doesn't say betray. It doesn't say become a traitor. It says turn against. And that's 
vague and beautiful because mm-hmm. that opens up the gates of speculation. But he's scanning the camp and like he's very concerned about this. He's scanning the camp and he's looking at everybody and everybody's laughing and having a good old time except Cassandra who's sitting there paying attention but she's distant and she's closed off and then she glances over and sees that he's looking at her and she just kind of smiles and then she darts her eyes away and she goes back to looking at the group and Eugene's eyes go freaking wide like you know Vigor's did every time he stared at him and all of ours did when we saw this happen mm-hmm. and that's the end of the episode and the season finale is next my freaking gosh. I was exhausted after these episodes. Like I had to just sit there for a little bit. I was like, I was oh. wired. I, was I, felt, like, I don't I don't I drink coffee, shaking. but I felt like I had like, like six cups. Um, <laughs> I was like literally shaking for hours after this, trying to get all of this energy out of my system. The adrenaline rush I got for these episodes was phenomenal. It Same. was so amazing. I couldn't go to sleep until like 530 in the morning. Something like that, yeah. I mean, I felt honestly, asleep pretty fast. Even after I told Bex I was going to bed, I posted two more theory posts. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me. But it's like, honestly, that's where I am right now. It's just like, I got to go to bed and I will go to bed and then I will get up and post another theory and then go back to bed. And I'm just like, I literally that. woke up, got on my phone and saw the promo and was like instantly awake. And I was like, back into it. I'm like, all right, here we go. I've napped. We're good. I did save two observations for this that I didn't post. Okay. I saved two. One, her prediction is not a riddle. No. All of the Vigor predictions have been riddles. Yes. This one is not. Mm-hmm. And either it is a riddle and it's very well disguised or Demanisus is actually being nice to them and giving them a very, very direct information because that's how Eugene works. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. gave it to him in the best way Eugene would understand mm-hmm. because this is for Eugene, it's not for Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, he would have left it to Rapunzel. Yes. The and other... it would have just said, at the end of your journey. Yes. yes. Do you he think literally... he's going to tell anybody? Or do you think he's going to keep it to himself? Ooh. And take maybe care of it like, himself? Maybe he'll, like, con- maybe he'll, like, confide in Adira or something. Like, hey, anybody mm-hmm. seem weird to you? That mm-hmm. might you're not, you're not part of this thought. group. Mm-hmm. You're not part of this group. I can trust you. Yeah. That, yep. Yeah. I need, I need, an, I need a... I mean, Partial third party is what I need right I now. Need, he's I need probably that. not going to tell Rapunzel because Rapunzel's going to be like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> no. Is, is, is Vigor probably sees in Rapunzel that she is very emotional mm-hmm. and very stressed out easily. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So yes. If, if he tells her, she's going to self-sabotage on accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Eugene's the rational one. He's the one who can step back and say this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Something is wrong. Yeah. yeah. He won't also, try and work through it like, okay, maybe Cass is just having a bad day or maybe something's not wrong with Lance. He's just being weird. Mm-hmm. If something's wrong with somebody, Eugene's going to be the first to notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things I like about him giving it to Eugene is that he was also entrusting Eugene to be Rapunzel's guardian in this regard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Straight up, look, I'm giving you the information because I can trust you to take care of her. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yay. Yay. He ships them so hard. It's so great. I love (laughs) it. I ship the OTP. It's so fantastic. So what's your other observation? The other one is that he told them the instructions are on the scroll. They still can't read that. Yeah, Mm. I know. I I thought of that myself. Here's another thought. So somebody has to be around who can read it to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you I'm sure you all probably guess who my guess is for who's going to read it to it to them. I don't know. I don't know. Can she read it? I don't know. We've never we've never confirmed whether she can or did, cannot. But she seemed to she seemed to know about the sun drop when no one else believed in it. Yeah. So she has some knowledge of it. So does she have knowledge of it from the squirrel piece she was given? See, here's my question, though. And, I mean, we need to discuss the scroll in a minute because, like, we have thoughts on the scroll. Yeah. But one of my thoughts on that is that the only character in the series who has been canonically able to translate that scroll and writing is Varian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. I don't think he's going to be in the season finale, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to, like, cart their information back to Corona and be like, dude, we need your help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Xavier's probably got knowledge on this stuff but we've never seen him directly read the old information mm-hmm. yeah he's referenced it he's told stories yeah. that have been told by word of mouth but he's never directly read it yes or written it or translated and it in front of him the funny thing is that not long before we started recording i suddenly came up with this realization is that when you look at the fourth scroll piece where the instructions are supposed to be it has this diagram with the sun and the moon and all these lines and these two circles and in one circle is a person and plants and in the other circle is animals and so i think that when rapunzel combines the sun drop and the moonstone her ultimate power is going to be to create life and that she's going to bring the barren land of the dark kingdom back to life Mm. or at least she'll be able to if she can harness it yes Mm -hmm. yes Absolutely. If she can harness it, she'll be able to. But I think I think that's what the ultimate power is supposed to be, is mm-hmm. the creation of life. And I love that because if you look at why would that be the sun and the moon? Well, the sun is, you know, the light that brings things to life, and the moon controls the tides and water and things. Mm-hmm. And so those yeah. are basically the building blocks of life on Earth, is the sun and water. And so, like, that's where I think this is going. Is, mm-hmm. is And, the- like, that diagram right in the middle, it looks like an eye. Like it a does. weird eye. Mm-hmm. It's so creepy. It mm-hmm. does. It does. Um, so, yeah. So, that's that was my observation that I had, like, just before we started. So, I mean, people have probably seen that by now because I posted it before we started talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. So, it's just, it's so cool. But then also, when Demanitus was telling the story, he showed where all of the pieces of the scroll were hidden. Mm-hmm. And one mm-hmm. of them... And one of them was in the graphic, and very mm-hmm. had the graphic, but Varian probably found the graphic on, you know, Kieran's stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, how did Kieran get it? So yeah. obviously, this is stuff that he entrusted to the Brotherhood. That's where I think the Brotherhood is starting to tie in, is mm-hmm. that he entrusted the next piece, you know, was in the spire. And, you know, he's a manatus. He probably walked these things to these places himself, not necessarily to Kieran specifically to his face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he obviously he built the labyrinth and he hid it in the labyrinth and that was all his own doing. And he put in one piece in the spire. And since the keeper of the spire is not eternal because the keeper handed it off to Calliope, so therefore he's retiring. Mm-hmm. So the keeper's not eternal. So who knows how many keepers ago it was mm-hmm. that, that the scroll was put there. Um. But then the last piece was put in Adira's sword. And Adira, apparently, if you're going by the very first time we meet her, it looks like she crafted that sword mm-hmm. herself mm-hmm. out of the shard of black rock that the moonstone 
broke when it did that power thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, it's very reminiscent of what Rapunzel's hair did in the labyrinth. Yeah, plus, yeah. like, in the flashback, she doesn't have her sword on her back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, the implication is that she created that sword and then was given the scroll piece. But that mm-hmm. was 25 years ago. Unless the unless the sword is just meant to represent Adira because it's just yeah, the I, the iconic image we relate to I, relate to Adira. What else are they going to show? We're going right. to put it in her hair. Her, in her hair, which <laughs> looks like the Brotherhood mark, you know. Just show yeah. her freaking face. Just, 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 just stick that in her braid. <laughs> so yeah, so the places we've been given now are the Graftic or Kirin, the sword or Adira. The spire, which is just the spire. I mean, that was a one-shot thing. Unless they, like, wave to her on their way back to Corona. Spire. <laughs> spire. Stop it. Spire. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and then the labyrinth. So it's just, it raises that question that you threw out today, Beth, about, or reintroduced, I should say, is that is Adira immortal or not? Because, mm. I mean, I know a lot of people have been thinking that maybe the Brotherhood is because... Everybody likes to quote, if you look at the flashbacks, they don't look any younger, to which I always reply, mm-hmm. yeah, but animation, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, 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 I haven't been citing that as evidence for sure, just because it's like, yeah, well, no, yeah, you absolutely. can't use it. Well, absolutely. But here's the interesting thing. I would say it would be very interesting if they used that fact about animation to do that. Because yeah, that yeah because they can get be away with it. They're like, oh, look, if we make them look the same in the flashbacks, people will just say, oh, it's just the animation, but they're wrong. So that would be very interesting. So I am not, I have not thrown the idea of them being immortal out the window, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's it. So that's an interesting thought all by itself. Yeah. So, plus, like, I, like the statues that look kind of like them, but we don't actually see the faces of the statues. Right. But you do see the face of one statue in the new mm-hmm. promo. Uh-huh. It's like a, It's like a bearded man. Uh-huh. It looks like an old man, kind of like a Dumbledore-y looking. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Okay. Hmm. Maybe so that's who knows who those statues are of? Yeah. Who knows who the statues are statues of, yes. And so it's just, in true Tangled fashion, they've answered some questions, but given us 50 more questions in the process. Jerks. <laughs> Which is, I mean, and I love it. I honestly, I love it that they keep dragging the mystery along. You're like, okay, I'll throw you a bone, mm-hmm. but, but... You have to chase the bone through this gate of nothingness. You know, you have no idea what's on the other side of that gate. Go. So it's I like, mean, it's like they've got it tied on the end of a string and they have a fishing lure. Yes. <laughs> and so the amazing thing that we got with this episode, other than everything about this episode, because these two episodes are like everything I have always wanted from Tangles and never knew I needed. But um, the amazing thing that we got from this episode is for the first time since season two started, we got an actual episode promo. Like, ah. they made a promo for the season finale. Yes. So that came up right after it aired on Sunday morning. And so we've got, you know, 30 seconds of what the heck is going on. So we got this song that's, you know, all cheerful and boppy. It's so but, good. <laughs> but the real question is, with this song, is it's like Cassandra is very, very cheerful in it. Mm-hmm. And the Black Rocks are reacting to Rapunzel's hair. So does this mean, first of all, I'm now speculating this means that Rapunzel's hair just works again. Like, <laughs> I think it's gonna, the Black Rocks are going to react around it again. And... It's because Moon Jean. Mm-hmm. Moon Jean helped the rocks or her hair work again. See, I honestly, and I had the thought today that it's like, so why did it stop working in the first place? Did it have to do with Eugene's fear of losing her after 
like the end of the secret of the sun drop. Mm -hmm. So she passes out and he catches her. And is at the moment when like the rocks are like, Oh, never mind. Mm -hmm. The moon doesn't want us to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so, I mean, I'm really intrigued about how, how literal this moon thing is, but it's like, like so many people like, Oh no, wait, I'm convinced now. And I think that's fantastic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So the question is, is this song, this song feels like a beginning of the episode song. But it looks like an end of the episode song mm-hmm. on account of Cassandra being so cheerful. But is she acting? Yeah, I mean, it could be well, an act just mm-hmm. based on how she looks at the end of the uh, Lost and Found because she's like smiling and like she seems like she's cheery and she's happy and she's mm-hmm. playing along. Yeah, and like she seems like she's okay at first, but except I mean, for that, except for I that do look. Want to also bring up that it, you know, Eugene is also very cheery with. Cassandra in mm-hmm. this song. Yes, exactly. So I feel like someone. if he was still like, oh, she's gonna, mm-hmm. she's gonna turn against Rapunzel, he wouldn't. I mean, maybe he's also acting for Rapunzel's sake, but I, I don't know. Maybe yeah, he could trying, be. He, maybe he's trying to gather evidence. Maybe she managed yeah. to like pull the act together long enough that he's like, okay, that was just a weird mood, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, this all raises the questions about Cassandra in the first place. Where it's like, mm-hmm. is that actually Cassandra? Mm-hmm. Like. We've got everything from whatever she saw behind that door has her so infuriated with Rapunzel that she's going to turn against her. Or what if she saw behind that door Rapunzel's potentially ending the world, and so she's like, I have to stop her. What if it is a doppelganger? Because it's not like the series is, you know, short of doppelgangers these days. What if it's mind control? Because it's not like the series is short of mind control. Um... I mean, Matthew said that, you know, this wasn't the last, you know, this wasn't over. So it's like, like is it if, Matthews? Is mm-hmm. it Matthew? Is it straight up um, Zantiri? Is Zantiri like, did he pull her in there and is now hitching a ride in the Sundrop's faithful companion to get the Sundrop to the Moonstone so that he can get them both? Maybe like, it's going to end up being a parallel for Demanitus. It's going to be betrayed by your best friend. Mm-hmm. And it's still going to be a Zantiri thing. Yep. So we've got all these questions. Lots and lots of questions. Um, so Rapunzel's hair is working again. The narration is talking about how there's this dark secret, but they say that while they're showing Eugene. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I was just watching that and I was like, no, you can't do this to me. I'm already in hell. And now you're going to be like a dark secret and show and show my man <laughs> with a <laughs> with a looming shadow over him. Yes, because that didn't look like that didn't look like the Bearcat's ears to me. It yeah. looked like Zontiri to me, and I am sticking with that. Yeah, because say like <laughs> if, if it looks like anyone, if it looks like, like any animal's ears, it kind of looks like Rudiger's ears, but I don't think he's <laughs> <it's> there. Rudiger, <laughs> he's a long way from home. Also, because in that shot, it looks like Eugene is in the caravan, but the caravan is upside down because there's mm-hmm. a broken window at like floor level. Yeah. So, like that poor freaking caravan man, I swear <laughs> to God, that's the real MVP. It's like just keeps getting up. It takes a beating and gets back up. My <laughs> other theory, which I, I'm, I don't feel as strongly in but i'm like what if it's one of those situations where you're getting attacked by someone and it's someone like wearing a disguise like you know Mm. like a bear cloak to cover (laughs) themselves and what if it's edmund and he's like my son (laughs) what if no what if it's edmund Edmund wearing curlers hey look edmund's got that big furry cape okay Mm -hmm. what if he's got like a little bear head hood on it and he just pulls (gasps) over his head oh it'd be so cute that would be 
amazing. King that, would, he's king. that would fit with Bizarrely Charming. It would fit with Bizarrely Charming. I would You're say asking. any adorable man with a bear hood is Bizarrely Charming. <laughs> that's true, you know? Honestly, but I really maybe, like maybe, it. Maybe it was the bear cats, and that's Hector's warm welcome to the Dark Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, like welcome. welcome. Get out here. Oh, that's true. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking, himself, I'm so sticking with my theory until it gets proven wrong. Yeah. I like it being Zontiri. I think that would be crazy. I just don't think he looks scared enough for it to be Zontiri. Like, yeah. you think unless he's intense. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's true. Unless, I mean, that, like... unless that shadow's cast. Oh. Mm. <laughs> mm. She's like, but we like... see her in the in the tower with them in the in the whatever room. Mm-hmm. Moon Moonstone yeah. room. Forgot what it was it's called so... for a second. Oh my god, I'm so excited, you guys. Also you guys. Have... <laughs> In the trailer, we also have proof that Adira was watching the final battle in Corona. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> like it's everything I wanted. <laughs> she like gave herself like an eagle's eye view and just sat there and watched it. So she clearly knows what's going on, Varian. She's standing so... in a building. I bet yeah. she was just eating. <laughs> part of me was like, like, is she like on a hilltop or was she standing on the tower in Varian's house? I think it's too tall to be the tower in Varian's house. Like that looked a yeah. really high up. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, but yeah, like, so, she, so she's watching this thing go down. So, I mean, she had previously told Hector that she saw what the sun drop could do. Mm-hmm. So we know for a fact that she's seen what the sun drop can do at this point. Yeah. Um, but, and it also comes with the implication that she knows what happened to Kieran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I would assume, I would just assume that she would go in, and if she wasn't checking on Kieran, she would check to see if the scroll piece was still there. Here's mm-hmm. my question. What if she had two pieces of the scroll? What if she gave the graphic, like, what if she set the graphic down where Varian would find it, knowing that Varian would get Rapunzel to come get it? Mm. it's possible i yeah. actually had the same thought earlier because it's like how uh how do we know that because Va- varian didn't really say where he found it no he did he just says i've got this thing you know yeah because like i found she the could thing have left, she could have left it somewhere he knew she knew he would find it exactly because and... she was just hanging out i guess <laughs> well it's like she no one would notice that Think about that she was very hands-off for a very long time, you know? Like, it took her a while until she's like, okay, well, maybe she thought that if she dared show herself in Corona, that first of all, if Kieran was alive, he'd give her away. Um, yeah. Or he'd tell her to leave. Because we still don't know what exactly Kieran is doing there, exactly, you know? Yeah, so we, like, also, we also don't really have a very good idea of what their relationship was like. Yeah. like mm-hmm. Were they really friends? I mean, and they, we also... I feel like Adira is hiding stuff. Like, I feel like there's a lot we don't know about her. I feel like she's got a grander plan than we can even imagine. I will say, no one has asked her. Yeah. (laughs) Every question question they've asked, she's answered. That's true. They haven't asked. (laughs) However, we've also seen, like, we know for a fact that she sometimes shows up when the camera's not on the group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so who knows? Maybe somebody's asked her at some point, but that's a very important question. So you would yeah. think that they would show that question if somebody had asked that. Um, but yeah, so we we don't we have less than a week, guys, and season two will be done. And amazingly, <sighs> don't say that. It's gonna be such a long week, guys. <laughs> absolutely amazingly, though, they're airing reruns of season two after yes. this. Oh, like, I can't even like. Less. 
It's so amazing. It's so exciting. It was like the worst April Fool's Day ever. And then it's like <laughs> three days later that she's like, sorry about that. Here's the real news that it's actually happening. <laughs> I mean, like, oh I, I honestly, I was, I was so irritated, but then she was also so nice about it. She's like, I didn't realize the Tangled fans, I did not, I did not take into consideration the fact that the Tangled fans have been wanting reruns. So, <laughs> sorry, guys, you know. You messed with the wrong fandom. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't realize how thirsty we are, and you put a bucket of water in front of us. And then you kick it over. <laughs> We are going to drink that water. It's an April Fool's. <laughs> no, but one thing I love that that was posted the other day, which I absolutely agree with, and it's really cool, is that one of the great things about the Tangled fandom is that we treat every new episode like it's the summer blockbuster we've been waiting a year and a half for. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, we just got these really cool episodes last week, and we're, like, dying for this week's episode. Two weeks ago, we were dying for last week's episode. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's yeah. just going like every new episode is like phenomenal to us and it's so much fun to be in this fandom where like we're all so excited about this all the time and it's so great and i love it and i love you guys and and yeah it's amazing i've never been in a fandom that's had this kind of relationship with itself Mm -hmm. because like a lot of like random example the transformers fandom everyone's kind of doing their own thing there's really mm-hmm. not this sense of unity in any of the circles i ran in but in, in the tangled fandom even if like you're watching the show for a different reason as someone else or you you have a different favorite character or you just don't agree with somebody's headcanon you don't agree with like their what their theories people just let other people have fun for the most yeah. part and there mm-hmm. are those couple naysayers who feel the need to come up and say like hey i disagree with you and i don't like what you have to say mm-hmm. but they're few and far between yeah. and it's easy to not get wrapped up in that because there's so much love to be had yeah. and i've yeah. never personally experienced that before and honestly i feel blessed yeah this is i mean i'm always talking about how much i love the tangled fandom and like yeah straight up i love the tangled fandom it's really really great um yeah i i feel like i mean i i know there are people out there who definitely don't believe in the dark prince eugene theory they don't like it but i haven't had anyone come up or you know like contact me on tumblr and just be like your theory is garbage and i mm-hmm. hate you and i was like do you want to do you want to hear do you want to hear the truth hmm i had that blacklisted <laughs> well, oh, Dark Prince Eugene? <laughs> yeah, oh, I, had, I had the tag blacklisted for a while because I'm just like, oh my god, it's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. That was my solution. I didn't feel yeah. the need to say anything to anybody yeah. about it. If someone asked, totally I'd be like, it's, I'm not on board. Yeah, but, it's but, totally no, fine. Like, asked, I wasn't going to give my opinion. Yeah. 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 And that's the way most of the fandom acts. is like, I don't like this thing, and so I'm not going to talk about it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like, look, i I'll talk about it if you bring it up to me, but otherwise, eh, I'm going to post about what I want to post about, and mm-hmm. I'll just mind my own business. And yeah. reblog what I want to reblog. I mean, and that's, that's just it. It's like, there are things I generally don't talk about, and I'll sometimes get asks about them, and I always feel like weird answering asks about them, because I'm like, there's a reason I don't talk about this, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And so, I mean, but yeah, so you get things like that, and, um, but overall, like, the fandom is just, so great and i know there's been a lot of frustration lately about various things um but it's evening itself out mm-hmm. i think a lot of it is also that because the fandom is getting so high keyed because we're so near the end of season two that like things are gonna like mediate out and chill in a bit yeah. and oh hey beth it just occurred to me that like the rest of april at least is not going to have like new episodes in it oh yeah 
Second half of April will actually pay attention to the thing. (laughs) (laughs) At least a little. Props to like Major Abby, who's like on it every every yes, month. She's like, yeah. like, like three different, three, four, five different like things. And I, I love got him her. In my I love her and her dedication to the supporting characters. Because mm-hmm. what's the other one? Uh, ship you know? Ship Taki Mushroom. Yeah, Ship Taki Mushroom. <laughs> I've got yeah. their stuff in my queue also. Shout outs, props. Yeah, I love you guys. So that's some good stuff. Um, but yeah, so I guess that about wraps it up. And this was a super long episode. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which oh my is- goodness! Yeah, it's midnight here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Chris Sonnenberg level one. Dang! It's actually, oh, I think I feel so. The editor's like, oh. <laughs> oh. I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> <laughs> and here I was last week, being, last week saying it's not nearly as exciting as Chris Sonnenberg, but now uh, yeah. this was. Thank you for <laughs> underselling me. You're welcome. <laughs> I wanted to be a super duper surprise. <laughs> I think what I really meant was more no like, this isn't going to be a Q&A, guys, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. no, I, I totally understood. I was like, listen, I'm no one official. Happy you don't know me. It's totally cool. Though, like, since you answered that ask that somebody actually sent, like, quoting me, I've gotten, uh, like, an influx of followers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just like, oh, wow, this is what it took? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I got that this morning. I was like, aw. I was so flattered. That's great. That's super great. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's this is this is a wild ride. It's like even as a person in the fandom, it's a wild ride. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so that about wraps it up for this one. Like I was saying, um, thank you for joining us again, guys. Thank you for joining us, Beth. This was a lot of fun. Yes, thank, thank you for yeah. having me. Absolutely, having that conversation with an extra person is always always fun. And we're dork people who did not keep doing that, even though we totally could have during the hiatus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and the funny part about all this is, like, I went into this not expecting to be a Dark Prince Eugene believer. So I was expecting to be, like, the skeptic in the room. And we were just going to have a discussion about how I'm still skeptical. And I and be, like, discussing, like, why I don't believe it. But no, 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 no. That's, that's not what happened. Ellie wins! <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I mean, and honestly, with the whole Dark Prince Eugene thing, saying what we were saying earlier about people not believing the theory and whatnot there was that one person who did those edits he's like look i don't believe the theory and i don't want it to happen but like here's some cool edits for you because yeah. people yeah. are excited so like- happy because <laughs> i'm totally fine i totally understand the i don't like it i don't understand it i don't believe in it i totally get that yeah. but i really appreciate people who are still making stuff yeah <laughs> Even the if they art, don't the fan art has been amazing. Oh my god, don't even get me started. I love all of you who are making fan art. Send it my way. I I want if if you want if you make prints, I will hang it on my wall. I will buy it from you. Just oh god, I love you all. Yes, Ellie <laughs> maybe, maybe when I'm not sick, I'll do some. Yay! Yes. Oh Ellie will, guys, guys, Ellie will literally buy Dark Prince Eugene prints from you. So I if- literally well, so, yeah. instead of Dark Prince Eugene, it's Dark Prince Eugene. Hey-o! Dark Prince Eugene. <laughs> yes. No, denied. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to like it. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. And we are very excited to uh, have our next episode, which is going to be the season two finale. We're going to have another guest on it. Um, I'm going to scream about Dark Prince Eugene! <laughs> <laughs> One way or another, we're going to scream about Dark Prince Eugene. You're going to scream if it's true, going to scream if it's not. Yep. Yeah. So tune in next time, guys, and thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.